0: Hello and welcome, my good friends. I'm Chris Flores and I thank you for taking part in joining me here at the Flight-Headed Laboratory of Lifestyle Design. For those of you who've reached out to me and expressed your admiration for the content as well as the merit involved in crafting this podcast, I'm infinitely stoked and humbled by the energy you guys have given me as well as the reciprocated energy i seem to have given you so and it definitely reinforces my reasons for sharing my experiences with some of you or all of you now before i tackle today's topic of procrastination i want to dig a little deeper as to why i'm crafting this podcast And one reason is that I want to share the inner workings of my own experience of starting my small business from absolutely nothing, as well as the mindset involved. So, you know, I've gone through the roughest times to the most fulfilling ones. And as I record this, the brand that I created, Mojo Bazaar, which is spelled M-O-J-O-B-A-Z-A-A-R, Is actually still in its early stages coming into its own from a design standpoint and I say early stages because I essentially started the business while I was in the final months of working at my previous job back in 2014 my background is in design as well as the art of leather working where I make leather goods such as wallets belts bags along with streetwear apparel that I added to the mix. And with that said, I'm very pleased with the fact that some of my customers from a few years back still keep in touch with me and share the experiences and pride in carrying the goods that I've crafted with my own two hands. And speaking for myself, there's no greater feeling than that, really. and that drives me to continue to work hard and stay creative. And how this ties in with today's podcast about procrastination is that if I didn't put in the long hours of building the foundation of my business till the post midnight hours after coming home from my previous full-time job, I, it would probably still be a mere idea now my last job was working in the mobile service industry back in 2014 and i to keep it short and sweet it just wasn't something i was passionate about it was actually really decent in terms of pay and incentives but the bottom line was it just was not feeding my soul and it's nothing against anyone that enjoys working for such companies or industries if you're satisfied to the core with the job you have regardless. If it's working for a corporation or working for yourself, then you're on the winning team because contentment and fulfillment is ultimately the end goal. And another important point is that each job we have in our lifetimes is just a stepping stone towards your life's goal if you see it as that. Never to remain stagnant. The point I'm making is that we all have passions and a vision of how we want to end up in life. And me growing up, I was always fixated on the arts, music, visual arts, graphic design, photography, all the way down to writing. Throughout my time in sales and retail management, I did in fact learn many skill sets. but as time went on, I started to dissect the bigger picture through my own observations of the world around me. And what I found was that in almost all the jobs and companies I worked for, a good percentage of people I came across seemed as though they had a very depleted battery charge left in them. Not everyone, but enough of them. so when you see people storming out of their work environments for that 15 minute smoke break that tells you something about their energy in the workplace and i for one can attest to that minus the cigarettes i don't smoke and the reason why this happens is quite simple it just seems as though many times we just hit a downward slope of mental stimulation We simply are no longer interested and invested in whatever it is we do occupationally. And that can be a good thing in hindsight because that's your inner self telling you it's time to evolve. You can evolve by changing your attitude and rejuvenate your passion for your job. But if that's not possible, then the ball's in your court to take action towards your next move. But most of the time, we don't take the time to listen to that inner voice that's trying to clue us in on taking life a step further. We tend to push that voice aside and just find something to do with our friends for that quick high until we turn off the lights and go to bed at night. And the following day, same thing. It's a vicious and perpetual cycle. So whenever you have a moment, seriously take half an hour to one hour, sit your ass down and write down what you want to achieve in life, what your calling is, why the hell you choose to wake up every damn morning. Please do that so that you can see it right there in front of you. If you're saying to yourself, well, I don't choose to wake up, I have to that means you haven't really assessed your definition of contentment or happiness or the legacy you want to leave behind it sucks that we ha- we've been biologically predisposed to not wanting to wake up early and attack the day i mean if we each had a tally for the amount of minutes cumulatively added up from hitting the snooze button on our alarm clocks it'd be pretty upsetting to know how much time we've let go of. In fact, I wish there was a way to do that. For the universe to send us a timesheet in the mail of all the alarm clock snoozing we've slept through so that we can see it firsthand right in front of us. I'd probably guarantee most of us to have that holy shit moment. And unfortunately, there's no return policy for time. Buying time is expensive in the long run. So when you invest in the time market early enough, my friends, the returns are exponentially satisfying. So now let's get into the core of the issue at hand, procrastination. Procrastination is so much more apparent when you personify it as a nemesis in physical form that wants to keep you for itself from yourself as silly as it sounds it's the real life dark side and you're of course the jedi and i learned how to see it from that point of view by the book that single-handedly changed the course of my life a few years back And that book is called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And in the book, Pressfield rightfully gives procrastination the name of resistance. In the beginning of the book, he lays out a simple explanation of resistance. And he says, there's a secret that real writers know that wannabe writers don't. And the secret is this. It's not the writing part that's hard. What's hard is the sitting down to write. What keeps us from sitting down is resistance. Pretty simple but powerful stuff. So if you have a five minute or hour long task that needs to be done today and you put it off till tomorrow, you basically turn it into a 24 hour task you're probably thinking to yourself, well, that's a pretty skewed way to look at it. But what's skewed is that if our hit rate or success rate of getting things done is not 51% or higher, we really need to focus on a brilliant term I recently came across called productivity endurance. Just like a marathon, how long can you work on something without getting distracted? Procrastination can also be visualized in physical form like this. Now let's say you go up to one of your best friends and ask them for a small but very important favor, a small task that would help you take your pursuance of a certain goal to the next level. And immediately your best friend just looks at you dead in the eye, spits in your face, turns around, And walks away. Well in this case your best friend is yourself. When you put things off till the next day and the day after that and then the day after that, you're basically not taking yourself seriously. So if you're not taking yourself seriously, why the hell should anyone else? When you start to eliminate the habit of putting things off, your levels of integrity start to improve. There's an aura about oneself that starts to become apparent on an outward level. It sounds weird to say, but be your own friend. Now, why is it that when people are at their jobs and they have the upper levels of management from the corporate offices come in to check in, These employees all of a sudden get nervous and flustered and straighten up and act like they they're walking on eggshells to impress these bosses. Why not take that level of initiative and apply it in your own life? Be your own role model because the boss you wish to work for as well as the employee you want working for you when you're the boss has to be embedded from within yourself. We often try to justify so many of the circumstances that we think are setting us back. We say things like, I need better equipment before I can begin, or I work full time, but and by the time I get home, I'm, I'm just drained. The bottom line is this, you either want it or you don't. Once again, you either want it or you don't. It's as simple as that. When someone is arguing to themselves about their so-called setbacks, another person out there is just being resourceful with the same tools and the same amount of time that this person has. So if you don't have that state-of-the-art video equipment just yet, use your camera phone to study composition, to get timing down, to see how far you can go with the post-editing process to try and get footage to a professional level even if it seems impossible to. Because in the end, it's the execution that pays off. And once you do have that dream camera of yours, you don't have to go through the learning curve from the very beginning. You already put yourself through the trenches. If you work full time and are drained, watching YouTube tutorials takes as much energy as binging on Netflix. Now, there's nothing wrong with Netflix, but in the end, it's either you want it or you don't. Ideas are invisible. They have no worth until action is applied. I was one of those individuals and I was caught up in too many projects, spreading myself too thin, caught up in relationships and trying to please others before myself. I was overly caught up in the temptations of leisure and entertainment. I just didn't put any skin in the game when it came to life outside of working for a paycheck and going out to escape work itself. So about a half a year before I quit my last job, after reading The War of Art, I planted the seed of questioning life on a broader scale. And as soon as I started watering that seed with contemplation, that contemplation cracked that seed open and the root of formulating a plan started to emerge. I started mapping out the core vision of what my brand Mojo Bazaar stood for. The design aesthetic uh, I was going to apply to it, fonts, logos, color palettes, materials, the vision in all areas of branding pretty much, and I went home every night after work and studied the look of other websites in different industries, and I studied their social media profiles, how they told their stories, and I just decided to buckle down and look at the excuse monster in the eyes and see it for what it was. Now don't get me wrong, it's still a constant plight, but as long as you continuously taste the process as Gary Vaynerchuk uh, had mentioned, rather than avoid it, the flavor of your own accomplishments becomes sweeter. So forget what the outside world thinks of what you're striving for in the beginning. Validation should come from within as we begin our journeys. So to end on a practical level, start by attempting to reverse engineer your goals. And one way to do this is to ask yourself, what do I want to accomplish a year from now? Then break the year down to quarterly goals. What do I want to accomplish in three months? Then chop the months up into smaller objectives that you feel you can execute. And in those months, You can then further break them down into weekly and then daily assignments. Mapping it out should help in manifesting the results and progress of what you want to accomplish. I feel that leaving our destinies, our paths, Our callings in the hands of uncertainty is counterintuitive. The external factors should never dictate our trajectory in life. Regardless of where we are or where we begin the journey, there will always be someone out there willing to fill our shoes. So it's best we don't take the experience for granted. As I like to say, life's pretty rad and every day is a weekend if you just show interest in it. So my friends, I truly hope to cross paths with many of you out there and be inspired by your stories of success in the future. So if you share the same values and ideas, feel free to communicate with me via email, flightheaded at gmail.com as well as instagram you can just type in Flightheaded blog on there and on anchor um, i'd love to just really communicate connect and you know further expand upon the idea of progression and contentment so again I'm Chris Flores, it's been a grand time so far getting into the podcast arena and I truly truly hope you guys keep pushing your own limits so until then, cheers!